Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Good evening, Sister Joseph. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. One day there'll be no more waiting left for two. One day there'll be no more children longing for him. One day when the kingdom comes, why he where we stand, we will see the promised land. Mm. One day there'll be no more lies taken too soon. One day there'll be no more need for hospital wounds. One day, every tear that falls will be worth what you spend. We will see the promised land. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. There will be healing from the heart. We've feeling. We'll sing the darkness night. Because we know that the light will come. And there will be healing. Hallelujah. One day there'll be no more anger left in our eyes. One day the color of our skin won't cause a divide. One day there'll be families heading hand in hand. We'll see the blind. We'll see the promised land. Hallelujah. There will be healing from this hard way. We've been feeling, singing in the darkness night. Because we know the light will come and there will be healing. Hallelujah. Oh, I believe we will be healing. Hallelujah. One day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. One day when we're tired and where we won't find a way. One day when the power of evil is brought to an end, we will see the promised land. We will see the promised land. Hallelujah. There will be healing from this hard way. We have been feeling. We will sing the dark at night. we know that the light will come. There will be healing. Hallelujah. There will be healing. Hallelujah, there will be healing 
Hallelujah. There will be healing one day. Amen, Sister Joseph. A song indeed that encourages us that we can look forward. We have something to live and to look forward to. So as you keep a prayer upon your heart for this young man of God who goes in the name of Jesus Christ around the world, encouraging others, praying for others, being selfless. I've been working with this young man for the past maybe about six years, and if it's one thing I, I must say, and that he is selfless. He gives it all for others, to others, to help others along this pilgrim's pathway, just as Jesus did for you and I. So as he comes now, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will search him and know him. That you, because you know his downsetting and his uprising, you are the one who understands his thoughts from afar off. You are the one who come past his way and are acquainted with his lying down and his uprising. You are acquainted, Lord, with all his ways. Let there be healing for him now as you hide him behind your bloodstained banner, as you hide him under your feathers, as you hide him and take him up into your pavilion in the secret place of the Most High. Touch his lips now, Lord, that the word that you will lay upon his heart to bring to your people will be one of encouragement, will be one of healing, will be one of deliverance. So we come, almighty rock, And as we are thirsty, in need of a drink, it is only from you, Christ Jesus, the rock, that we can gain water. The rock that we can build upon. The rock and our cornerstone. We come now. I pray that you will use him with power and with might as you wash him and you cleanse him. And we ask it all in your mighty name, King Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray and ask these things. Amen and amen. Indeed, young man, Brother Patrick, indeed. Come on forth. Amen. Press start, start amen. that your phone. Yes, sir. Good night. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Thank Welcome. You. Yes, praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Andrew. And we just want to say happy Sabbath to all those who are listening around the world. God is an awesome God and it's a good time to be a Christian and that song by Sister Joseph really moved my heart because I look forward to that day when there'll be healing, there'll be restoration, there's so many good things as God's people will look forward to and the suffering may be now but greater things is coming. So before we introduce the word and go into the word, I just want to say that the 21 days of fasting is going really well. And uh, yesterday, when it was the fourth day, um, we're talking Wednesday, no, Thursday, when it was the fourth day, so far we have done four deliverance. And today I was saying, we're going to get a rest. 
and I was, as I was heading home, I received a call from a woman from Jamaica. And she was one of them whom we prayed for before. And she said she's preparing to go to the emergency because she's feeling a stiffness stiffness in her neck and she's feeling a bad feeling like she's going to pass out. And it doesn't feel good. And she has to be getting ready to go to the emergency in the hospital. So I told her, let us pray. And I prayed with her and I rebuked the dizziness and I asked her, how was it? How is it now? And she said it was gone, but the stiffness is still in her neck. And then I prayed and rebuked and it took two or three prayers. And then she says, everything is gone. There's no more stiffness. She get up, everything is gone. The thing is that we have to learn is that if there's an open door and we get delivered and the devil keeps coming back, we have to analyze which door is open, which spiritual realm is open. Is there something in my home that gives them access? Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important that we are on top of things. This is the last days. We've seen what's going on in the U.S. and all over the world with the coronavirus and then the pandemic now with the, 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 the killing of the black young man. We've seen what is happening now, that the whole world is in t turmoil. God is saying something to us. This is sign and wonders of what to come. So I'm encouraging all of us to stay committed in the fast. Remember, we're praying for the return to true worship, not only for us, but for our families and friends. And we're also praying for the second thing is a deeper and higher walk with the Lord. And we're also praying for the outpouring. Ask the Lord to activate your gifts. We prayed for a few people this week and we asked the Lord to activate their gifts. All of us have gifts, but are they activated? Some people have healing hands, prophecies, all different, diverse of different gifts. But we have to be ready and be prepared. Also, we're praying for our personal situation. We gave two items on, on the list where you can put your personal requests. And you can ask the Lord. And the, the, the praise report is going to keep coming in. And the Lord is going to sustain us. Whatever we do, don't have no pleasant food. If you have to drink some broth or whatever you have to do, but don't make anything with salt and sugar and spice up anything. Daniel said, I had no pleasant food. Let us come to the mercy seat and the Lord will carry us with the little that we're having. Praise God. Okay, without further ado, um, the Lord impressed me to turn over the word to a man of God, a young man who's going to give the word tonight. And his name is Pastor Daniel Saw. He'll be bringing the words to us tonight of power on this Sabbath night. So I want to welcome you, Pastor Saw. Press star star to unmute your phone. Okay. 
right. Are we together? Amen. Amen. We are hearing you loud and clear, my brother. So let the Lord let the Lord use you now, my brother, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. Amen. Go ahead, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Elder Patrick. I want to thank you uh, for the kind invitation. I'm so glad to uh, be with uh, you and all of our fellow brothers and sisters uh, all around the world. We thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Brother Andrew, for the powerful prayer and the testimonies and the song of our dear sister. I'm honored to be here with you all. And for the next few moments, we want to turn our eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face and allow the things of this earth to grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. We serve an almighty God, and I thank God that each one of us are engaged in the fasting, the season of fasting and prayer, and we see that God still hears and answers prayers. He's still our prayer hearing and answering God, and he will continue to come through for us when we seek him while he may be found. And when we search for him, and when we go to him in prayer, earnestly interceding, uh, God loves and delights to hear the prayers of his children. And so this evening, I just want to share a brief word with you that the Lord has laid on my heart. Just a word of encouragement, a word of upliftment. So much uh, agitation in our world, so much activity going on with with the COVID-19 to these protests and and so many movements that's taking place. And we understand that the final movements will be rapid ones. But it is only one certainty for sure that it's all pointing toward. And that is the soon coming, the nearness of the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And soon we'll be done with the troubles of this world. So just, uh, we ask, we want to ask God to bless us one more time as we open his word. I want to just share with you a word entitled, Shelter in Place. Shelter in Place. Let's pray together. Loving, Heavenly Father, just one more time in the almighty and matchless name of Jesus, your only begotten Son, our only Savior, we come to you this evening all of your children gathered, O oh Lord, together on this prayer line, on this teleconference line, Lord, to seek your face, to receive a word from you this evening. Keep the transmission and the power signals strong from heaven. We pray that as we open your words, you will open our minds to give us understanding, open our eyes to see you more clearly in our ears, to hear your words of life and truth. May we be enriched. May our souls, Lord, be watered. Feed us with the bread of heaven and quench our thirst with living water. Is our prayer in Jesus' almighty name we pray. Amen. So, this evening I want to share with you shelter in place. This concept has been uh, announced and advised by public health professionals and government officials that we should shelter in place, that we should practice social distancing, and they particularly use that term in the United States, and here in Canada we use physical distancing, but 
um, they can be related and they can also have also they can also have unique meanings or definitions of uh, those expressions or phrases but we hear this whole shelter in place and many people have been panicking and been in a state of paranoia and frenzy because of the scare and of the fear of contracting this COVID-19 virus. But we know that God has been sheltering his people. And sheltering is not a new concept. Quarantine is not even a new concept. In fact, there's talking about those who are not well to be quarantined. But did you know back in Leviticus, that God introduced quarantine a long time ago. So quarantine wasn't and isn't a new concept. God introduced it uh, to Moses, that those who had contracted a contagion like leprosy, they were to be isolated from the camp. Those that had uh, flesh, pots uh, coming out of their flesh, they would be isolated for seven days. And so it is amazing what the scripture teaches us about this quarantine concept. And I, I was thinking about during this time of isolation, what is God teaching us? What is God trying to tell us? What is his word for us? In this time of isolation, we can still have divine consolation. In this time when they are talking about social and physical distancing, it does not mean divine distancing. This is the time that we should be drawing nearer to God, drawing nigh to him while while, it is, while he may be found, as the Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. He is still near, brothers and sisters. God is a near God. He is still Emmanuel, God with us. And we need to remember this in these difficult and dark days, in these trying and testing times, God is still um, our refuge and our strength, our present help in the time of trouble, Psalm 46. But I want to take you to this beautiful passage of Scripture. If you have your Bibles, you can kindly turn them there with me to Psalm chapter 37. Psalm 37, verses 25 through 29. Just a small passage from this chapter, a powerful chapter. In fact, if you... If you have time this evening before you retire and go to bed, I would encourage you to read Psalm 37, a powerful psalm. I just love it. I wish I could go through each verse and, and take a moment to share some rich um, gold that's coming from God's Word. A rich, it's a rich gold mine. But I want to encourage you to read it perhaps before you go to bed, and may you be blessed and inspired. But I'm just taking a short excerpt from the chapter. Psalm chapter 37, verse 25 to 29. And I read in your hearing, I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. Verse 26, he is ever merciful. And lends. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Verse 27 
depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. Verse 28, for the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. Verse 29, the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. Can I get a witness this evening? If you believe it, what do you say? Amen. God is still in control. God still provides. God still protects. God still preserves. This is important in times of crisis, disaster, loss, and emergency. We need to remember that there is no crisis in heaven. In heaven's economy, there is no inflation. Heaven's economy will never crash. Though the world might be spiraling out of control, remember that God still has the whole world in his hands. It's interesting that David, who uh, was young and speaking of his experience, can recount of God's blessing in his life from a tender age. And until he continues throughout his life, as he ages, as he runs away and hides, as he becomes king, comes now toward the latter part of his life. And it's interesting that he takes a moment to reflect. And I was talking to a friend today, actually a colleague of mine, and he has been so busy running up and down that he has been neglecting to feed his own soul. He has been neglecting to spend quality time with God and also with his family. And he said to me that despite the fact that COVID-19 has caused a lot of problems and a lot of stress and anxiety and isolation and, and, of course, fear and paranoia. He said that in, that in one sense it has done that, but in another sense it has been a blessing for him. But what, what, was, what does he mean by that? Well, as we continue to talk, he shared with me how it helped to personally slow him down and helped him to realize his soul was in a drought. His soul was parched and barren, and he needed to reconnect with his God. And, and as he talked and I listened and I encouraged, with, encouraged him at the end and, and, and uh, went before the Lord, it was such a blessing to hear him say and to even admit that. And, and many times, you know, God has to take a moment. God has to change things in this world. And, and I know that it is not God's plan to cause destruction in any way or send pestilence, but God permits certain things to happen in the world, not only to fulfill the more sure word of prophecy, but he also does it for his children, for the salvation of our souls. And it's, it's amazing when you think about what not only the negative or, shall we say, the, 
the, the, the drawbacks of this virus, but what are the blessings that we can take from it? And, and, and as I listened to him, I also examined my own life and saying, Lord, it has helped me to even spend more time with you, more quality time, and really seek you and search for you. And in fact, the message that God wants to convey to us, I believe, is a warning message. First, it's a wake-up call. It is for us to realize the times in which we are living in, but also to help us reevaluate where is God in our lives. Is God a priority in our lives? I've always said this before many times when I preach, and I'll say it again, and I'll share with each one of us. If God is not a priority in our lives, he will not be a reality in our lives. Can I get a witness? I'll say that again. If God is not a priority in our lives, then he is not a reality in our lives. So, in other words, if everything else is crowding out God, then we will not experience the fullness of his power. In the last several weeks, as we heard on these prayer lines and messages, and also as Elder Patrick was preaching for the last few Sabbaths, really helping us to focus, to refocus our lenses to uh, what it means to tap into the available power that comes from heaven. And as you engage in this prayer and fasting uh, session and season, it is to, you know, afflict our souls before God, go to him and ask him to search us and know us, try us and know our thoughts, and, and we want to experience, as, as, as Brother Patrick has been preaching and, and praying about, and as he's been sharing about Elijah and Elisha and Enoch, the power that God wants to make available to each one of us by his grace and by his provisions. It is available to each one of us. But as I continue to look and uh, meditate on these, this passage of Scripture, David, remembering his time when he was a shepherd boy, he would protect his father's sheep from the attack and the assault of wild beasts and animals that came as predators to look upon the sheep as prey and to destroy them. But, but he was confident in God, and he had developed uh, a simple... Um, Defense mechanism, as it were. His trust was in God first and foremost. But God had given him the ability to protect and to defend uh, the sheep and the lambs from danger. And, he, and, and from a young age, he moved on. He came to deliver some, some bun and cheese, I mean bread and cheese, to, to, to his brothers at the, at the camp. It was amazing. And, uh, of course... He came at an opportune time where he heard the, the cruel taunts and threats of the giant from Gath, Goliath. There, as a young man, God used him mightily with boldness and with power. He, he was the only one in all of the camp and army of Israel just because he had a pure, unadulterated faith and trust in the living God. I mean, imagine, I mean, I, I, 
you know, yes, we know about David's full story, and no one, no one is perfect. He, he, he made his mistakes, but, but, but God laid the foundation in his life when he was young, and I, and I think about that holy boldness and that, 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 that zeal for God, that, that he would trust God, and God added power to the stone when he released it. I mean, you could only imagine when, 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 when the king of Israel. Saul, he was trained in battle. He was supposed to be the giant in Israel. He was the one that was supposed to go out and face and fight the giant. But he cowered in fear. Brothers and sisters, fear can cause us to shrink our faith. Fear can replace faith. Fear can cause us to retreat and to relapse. Fear can cause us to go into hiding. I mean, there are stories in the Bible. I mean, even the other day when Elder Patrick was preaching about Elijah on Mount Carmel and fire fell, the next day fear and trepidation filled his heart, and the man of God was found hiding in a cave. So fear, got to be careful. The Bible said in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, I love this verse, one of my favorite verses, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Somebody ought to say amen. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Did you hear those three words? Power. Look at, look at the order of it. Power, love, and a sound mind. Power, power to overcome. Power in the name of Jesus to resist the enemy. Power in the name of Jesus to Overcome every obstacle. Power in the name of Jesus to overcome every bad habit. Power in the name of Jesus to break every bad habit. Power in the name of Jesus to break every addiction, every cycle that is unbroken, broken, uh, unbroken in our lives. Power to overcome sin and to defeat. I mean, God has given us power through the Holy Spirit. Power, brothers and sisters. And then he says love. Well, love. Love that comes from above, pure and unadulterated love. Love from the heart of God because it is God who is love. It is his nature and it's his character. So actually love equals power. So power and love can be used synonymous. But everything that we do must be motivated by love. For the love of Christ constrains us, says Second Corinthians 5 verse 14. And then it says a sound mind, brothers and sisters. God wants us to have a sound spiritual mind, a mind that is sober, that it can discern spiritual things, a sound mind that is not easily given to being filled with fear. A sound mind means that it is, it is stable, it is steady, and it is sure in a world where many people are losing their minds, in a world where many people are coming down with mental health illnesses. God wants to give us a sound mind. So maybe claim his promise found in Second Corinthians, Second uh, uh, Timothy one verse seven. But here is David uh, as we get back to the text and wrap it up here. He says, "I've been young. I, I, I've killed bear and and lion, wild beasts of the field. I've been young. I've stood up against the cruel taunts and threats facing the giant in my life and facing the giant that." that filled the hearts of the, all the Israelites and the army of Israel with fear. 
you know, one of the things in life is that we've got to learn to face the giants, not by ourselves, but face the giants in the almighty name of Jesus Christ. He says that, that Goliath, you come with me with sword and shield, I come with you in the name of the Lord. And when you go in the name of the Lord, you can have confidence and courage that God is with you. You've prayed up before. You see, David, David didn't go into battle uh, to face Goliath just like that. He was preparing him himself. God was preparing him all along. The, the, the experiences in the wilderness, the, the, the facing and the defending and protecting of the sheep and the lambs. God was preparing him to face not only the giant in his life, but the giant that filled the hearts of, with fear of all of Israel. And so when you face your giant, God is preparing you before. So when the giant comes, you will not be afraid. You will be able to run toward the giant. In fact, it was David that ran toward the giant because he knew that God went ahead of him. God went before him. God was beside him and God was behind him. So he had no fear because he knew that day victory was assured because the battle was the Lord. Can I get a witness up in here, brothers and sisters? Just always remember that whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, whatever you're confronting, the battle is still the Lord's. It always has been, and it always will be. Praise be to God. Then he says, now I'm old. Not dead yet, because you're old in age doesn't mean you got to just fade out. Your faith doesn't need to fade. In fact, as we grow older and mature, what I mean by this is as we mature in Christ, our faith is fortified. As we mature in Christ, our faith is deepened and our, and our, and our walk with God is closer and our experience is deeper. Come on now. I've been young, but now I'm old. I've still walked with God. I'm not departed from God. I'm not departed from his promises. And he says, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed or descendant begging bread. God still provides, brothers and sisters, even in the COVID-19 crisis. Can I get a witness? God is still providing for you just where you are. You might be a little short coming up. You might have been laid off. You might have had some, some bill deferments. You might have had some tough situation, but God still provides, brothers and sisters. Somebody ought to say amen. God is faithful, forever faithful. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Amen, brothers and sisters. Let me tell you something. When you pray, what you pray now is not just for yourself. But it's for your descendants, it's for your family, it's for your spouse, it's for your child, it's for your son, it's for your daughter, it's for your children, it's for your family members. So pray on. Pray on. Press on. And know that one day the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. Just in closing, I want to share with you. A few years ago, uh, I had taken a pause. Uh, short sabbatical from ministry, pastoral ministry, and I went to equip myself with some more tools in the box to serve the Lord. I'd gone to study at Loma Linda, and as you know, you know, things are quite expensive in the U.S., 
And uh, it took a great sacrifice, but God was opening the door. But I can't tell you the whole story because there's so much blessing to share with you, but I'll just share this one story or part of the entire story, just this little component of the story, one chapter of the story, shall we say. And so when I got there, there was a friend who knew a, a family member of mine, and uh, he he uh, owned a water store. Uh, and so um, he said, uh, when I went to visit him, he said, oh, I heard that your pastor is wondering if you could please pray over my business and God will bless it. And I said, oh, it would be my honor and pleasure. And so I took a moment, and he gave me a little tour of the place. And, and then what he showed me was this water was just not ordinary water. It was special water. It was actually uh, purified about seven times, ultraviolet, and he had uh, alkalized water. So this was um, very high-end, high-quality water. But, you know, it cost a little bit because of the process, but it was worth it. And so... I paused there in the business, and together I put my hand on him, and we prayed, and we asked God to bless his business, that God would prosper it. And after we had said amen, he was impressed, and he said to me, Pastor, I know you've come here to study. I want to let you know I'm going to give you this. I think it's like one of those one or two liter bottles. He said, look, I'm going to give you this bottle, of this empty bottle, you can come and fill up your water anytime, whenever you need water. The, the, my door is always open to you from now until you finish school. I said, thank you so much, my brother. God bless you. And he said, oh, thank you for blessing me. And I went my way and uh, I said, wow, this is wonderful. You know, I will never uh, die of thirst. I got water. And so uh, I bumped into another uh, family friend. He uh, is a deacon at one of the local churches, and he had a special connection uh, and uh, partnership with a company called Food for Life. In fact, it's owned and operated by Seven Day Adventists. You may have seen it. Perhaps some of you have tasted of the bread. It's the uh, brand called, uh, name called Ezekiel 4-9 Bread. It, the brand the company is called Food for Life. In fact, they're based in Southern California. It's owned by a Seventh-day Adventist gentleman, businessman, and his family. And you, you've probably eaten that bread. It's good bread. It's sprouted bread. And so this friend of mine, um, he said, listen, I heard that you're here for school. I want to let you know that um, I'm going to supply you with bread from now till you finish school. I said, wow, thank you so much. And, and so my first week of school came, and, 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 and you, know, you know, sometimes it's very expensive to, to get food out there. And, but I, I remembered my friend, and so my friend said, look, I'll come by every Friday. And, and I said, Friday was a good day because it's a preparation day. And, and so he dropped me a box of bread. When I opened it up, it was all assortments of bread. It was counted bread. It was raisin bread. And, and, and let me tell you something, this is not this is not – this is not white bread and Dempster's bread. This, this is wholesome bread. And this is wholesome bread. I had a box of bread. I want to tell you, and then I went and filled up my bottle of water. And, 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 and every week after that, I was getting bread. And I was getting water. In fact, I got to tell you that I was getting so much bread that I shared it with other, other fellow students who were struggling uh, to, to have food, and so I not only had bread enough for myself, but I had bread enough to share with brothers and sisters and friends who were in need of bread. And I'm telling you, this is not 
This was not the bread. This is the, the white light bread that is parched of uh, depleted of nutrients. I'm talking about when you eat two slices of this bread, it goes on boom, boom, boom. I mean, this bread holds you. I, and I got to tell you, I'm reminded of this beautiful passage of Scripture. When you trust God, uh, Isaiah chapter 33, somebody knows what I'm talking about. It says in Isaiah 33 verse 16, God's promise, it says, He will dwell on high. His place of defense will be the fortress of rocks. Bread will be given him. His water shall be sure. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, my bread and water were sure for those three years I was out there studying. Not only did I have enough for myself, but God multiplied it so I could share it with others. Surely my bread and water is sure. I need to trust God, your bread and your water. We'll be sure God is faithful, brothers and sisters. God is faithful. I'm closing up right now as I get ready to turn it over back to Elder Patrick. I'm telling, talking about shelter in place. Shelter in place, brothers and sisters. So where do you find your refuge? Where do you find your hiding place? May we find it in God. They're talking about shelter in place, but guess what? We have another shelter in place. We have another shelter in place. We don't know how everything is going to out and unfold. We don't. We do know what the Bible says of how things will come to an end, but we don't know how all the details of how God is going to do it. But God has given us insights, insights, and information about how the world is going to end. But here's the good news. I know this: that in every time of crisis, in every time of disaster, in every time of emergency, God has always implemented and instituted a shelter-in-place program. Somebody doesn't know what I'm talking about. i got to talk to you right now. God sheltered Noah for 40 days when the torrential rainstorms came and his family. God sheltered them in the ark of safety. Can I talk to somebody here today? God sheltered the appointed deliverer for Israel found in a weaved basket of straw placed on the river Nile and came to the doorsteps of Pharaoh's palace. God sheltered Moses. Can I get a witness up in here? God sheltered Joshua and Caleb as they went to scout the land. They brought back so good, so much so that we have seen a goodly inheritance. The land still flows with milk and honey. Brothers and sisters, by faith, we are nearing home our heavenly Canaan, and there is a land still flowing with milk and honey. Can I get a witness up in there? God sheltered Elijah. After Mount Carmel showdown, he went into a cave, but he asked him, what doest thou here? God protected him when, his, when he thought his life was over and the coming Jezebel was coming to kill him. God sheltered Elijah. God sheltered Esther, and God used her to protect the entire nation from death. God sheltered David when he was hiding, running for his life in the caves. God protected David and kept him safe. God even sheltered Job. I went ahead. Despite the things that were taken away from him, the enemy couldn't touch his life. God still sheltered Job under the shadow of his wings. God sheltered the three Hebrew boys can I get a witness? When they were thrown in the fiery furnace, the enemy couldn't touch them. Nebuchadnezzar couldn't burn them up. God sheltered Daniel while he was there in that dark, 
dungeon of and den of lions and brought him forth to declare the praises of God Almighty. God still shelters his children. God sheltered even John that was banished on the Isle of Patmos. They couldn't take his life. They tried to throw him in a condren of hot oil, but couldn't burn him up. God sheltered him, although he was banished and protected him to write the last book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And finally, God sheltered even his own son when he was buried in a borrowed tomb. Can I get a witness? But he was not to stay there. He was sheltered in place until the appointed time of early Sunday morning resurrection power. Now, i got to tell somebody, if you trust God, he will shelter you under the shadow of the wings. No wonder the songwriter had to declare, the Lord's my rock, in him we hide, a shelter in the time of storm. God is our shelter in place. May God bless you and be with you as you receive the word of the Lord this evening. Amen. 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 Powerful, powerful. Thank you so much, Pastor Saul, for allowing the Lord to use you. Mercy. That was powerful word. A shelter. I need that shelter. Brethren, yeah. I know you have that shelter. We have that shelter. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Pastor Saul. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise Sister Lord. Monica now will lead us into the prayer request in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.